they give you them stupid limited menus and it's just like could you please (laughs) I will gladly have my romantic dinner or date or whatever when there isn't a two-hour wait for a reservation only dinner and there's like a shit ton of people everywhere a bunch of tables of two welcome to the awkward mom stage podcast grab yourself a glass of water or wine whichever suits your day and get ready because the awkward mom stage starts now Hey y'all and welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, hi, hello and welcome. I'm Lola and I'm so glad you're here. Today's going to be a little mental health check-in and chat. We did one last month and it's that time again. We're in February, the month of love or whatever. (laughs) It's Valentine's Day this week. Well, when this goes up, it'll already have passed, but it's also on a Tuesday this year. So like, boo. We're actually celebrating it like two weeks after because we're going to a cabin for like three days. And I also got my gift early because Kevin upgraded my phone to the 14 Pro Max. So that was my gift and I give him a gift. But yeah, we're not really traditional with these kind of holidays. I do all the things for like the kids and I give them Valentine's Day gifts and make the cards for their class and stuff like that. But we as a couple don't really celebrate holidays on the actual holiday. Like as far as going out to dinner or whatever, because first of all, the prices are literally jacked up just because it's a holiday, especially Valentine's Day, because they know that people are going to use this day to go like above and beyond and try and prove or show their love or whatever especially when they're trying to flex on social media they give you them stupid limited menus and it's just like could you please (laughs) i will gladly have my romantic dinner or date or whatever when there isn't a two-hour wait for a reservation only dinner and there's like a shit ton of people everywhere they're like it's a bunch of tables of two and then the galentine's besties table and the first date couple sweating in the corner and the secondhand embarrassment I get from those first dates. Like it's just giving cult meeting vibes in there. All the couples competing with each other. Somebody's usually getting engaged or some shit. It's a lot, man. And the same damn meal and drinks, they changed the names just for that night. I can get tomorrow for a fraction of the cost with less people in a more calm environment. I mean, I am an introvert after all. <laughs> I think Valentine's is a cute holiday or whatever, and I love the decor. It's cute and it can be special, but I also feel that like the need to prove to other people your love or try and make up for being a complete ass the whole year and then throw it all in that day, eh, you can keep it. So we usually celebrate it in our own way. I mean, we used to do the whole like, oh my God, it's Valentine's Day thing when we were younger, but... (laughs) In our late 20s, like early 30s, I feel like we started to be like, okay, well, this is bullshit because it's literally a who's got the best Valentine's Day gift, the best dinner, the best blah, blah, blah. When in actuality, it's just trying to impress others and not each other. It doesn't matter how amazing your Valentine's Day is. If the next day you're back to getting cheated on, you know, true story from people I've heard literally after Valentine's Day. So yeah, we choose to make sure that we you know, what we do is actually special to us. 
Also, I will say Kevin is very good at letting me know he cares in his own way and that he loves me and still finds me, you know, attractive and all that lovey-dovey shit throughout the year. (laughs) He's actually way more affectionate than I am. Like, he's more touchy-feely than me. I hate unwanted touching. I don't care who it's from. I've been that way since I was a kid, but with him, I can be, you know, more affectionate and all that emotional jazz. (laughs) But I think it's it's really a holiday for kids to me, like kids and and young people. And it's so cute in elementary school. And like everybody has their Valentine's boxes and the little parties and all that. But I feel like the older you get and the more social media aware people are, the more they feel like they have to go above and beyond. And it's really not that serious. It's never that serious. I've been reading some new books. I found yet again some more book apps. I keep getting caught up like reading a snippet of something on like Facebook or wherever it shows up and then I'm intrigued and I end up downloading whatever the story is on. So currently I have these apps called Mobile Reader and Novel Now and they have all kinds of romance novels on them of course. (laughs) I love the romance genre as long as it doesn't get crazy because like I I can get into a good cheesy romance novel as long as it's not like hella weird. I'm not a fan of the hate to love trope where the guy is like a complete scumbag to her. And when she like tries to leave or move on or something, he makes it nearly impossible, but also treats her like shit the entire time and like blocks her from moving on. And then he does some nice shit or whatever and they end up together it's weird as fuck like I was reading this one story and at first it was good and then it got crazy as hell like the girl married him for whatever reason I at this point I don't even remember but because I stopped reading it but anyway he didn't live in the house he was like hella rich he didn't live in the house so she lived in the house with his family his family was mean as hell to her they basically starved the poor girl and like treated her like a prisoner but she was also secretly rich but i don't know whatever she got pregnant by him but he didn't want no baby or something like that so then they made her abort the baby or something when she finally got out it was like trying to divorce him was annoying and i think at one point he low-key had sex with her when she didn't want to in like some club that he owned or like they were at or whatever and it was a whole ass mess and i'm like yeah no thanks there's absolutely nothing this particular character could possibly do or say to or for her at this point that would make me be like oh i totally i totally want them to be together like (laughs) no i can't get into stories like that so i just had to like cut that one off but that wasn't on either of these apps so the book i'm reading now is called goodbye my wretched love it's on mobile reader which i also think that they mistitled it on whatever i saw the snippet on or whatever because it said like my ex-wife is a secret billionaire or something I don't know. I'm pretty sure that ad was titled wrong. But anyway, I found the book and I was reading it and I liked it. The one thing I don't like about that app, though, is I feel like I'm going to spend a fortune trying to read them damn books because like they're also those books that have like upwards of four, 300, 400 chapters or whatever. And they just keep going. I don't know if the author is like writing new chapters every day or what's happening, but them things is long. And you have to like pay money for coins or you have to do like these little 
things to get free coins but as we all know the free shit is never enough and you end up having to pay for it anyway so yeah that I kind of like dabble in sometimes I'll go in pay a few coins read a few chapters you know and move on but I do like the story the guy she was in love with or whatever she she took care of his dad or something and then his dad died and before he died he asked her to marry his son I don't know it was weird I but she did it because she loved him and I think it comes out later that they went to school together or something or they knew each other but she also has like a very high profile family like she comes from money but her family stepped she asked her family like not to intervene in this crappy marriage that she was in or whatever so they didn't no one knew like what was going on she pretended to have nothing so his family of course treated her mean and treated her like a maid and he didn't even live in the house another one of the things is that like a rich people thing where like you make so much money that you don't live in the house with your wife I don't know that's confusing to me but yeah the whole three years they were married he they didn't live in the same house and then apparently he also cheated on her with like a family friend who was in love with him or whatever but he doesn't love her and she's actually a scammer low-key because she says that she's pregnant with his baby or whatever she says she's pregnant right now but i don't know I, don't, I think that girl lying she ain't pregnant but it's not even his baby like she out here you know getting with producers and everything out like it's a whole thing she got a sugar daddy it's a whole to do and i actually don't think they had sex at all while they were married i'm not quite sure anyway she finally came to her senses or whatever left the marriage as for a divorce he when they got into a car accident or something and that's when she found out that that girl was pregnant or whatever and all this other stuff so it was a whole hot mess so she finally got her divorce and she literally wanted nothing from him he would like deposit money in a bank account for her while they were married she never used it she didn't take any of the money that he offered her when she said she wanted to leave nothing he couldn't understand it obviously because she had her own family money or whatever but he didn't know that and I'm still reading it so he still doesn't know that he has these annoying family members and they just keep finding her places and trying to expose her and say that she's like sleeping around which she is not and now he's popping up everywhere she is and like I don't know, trying to block her from being with anyone else or he will try and add time to her schedule for shooting because he also invested money into the movie that she was in. Like, it's a, it, it's a whole thing. He gets jealous every time he sees her talking to, like, another man, even though he said he didn't want to be in a relationship and they got divorced. But, you know, it's a whole thing. He saw her or saw pictures and then her brother defended her for something that was going on or whatever in front of him so he doesn't know that that's her family so he thinks that her brother is like her love interest or something I don't know it's like a whole thing so yeah that's it's a good story but like I said I'm not trying to spin a four it's like 300 plus chapters in it you know what I'm saying so 
My other app, on the other hand, there's a story called Hell's Princess, and it's a girl who's Satan's long-lost daughter, and he's been searching for her for like 16 years, and she's been hidden in this town with other magical beings like Merlin and archangels and centaurs and vampires and heaven and hell. Like, it's a whole thing. There's a mating thing where you're matched to your partner, but they could also reject you, and they killed her mother because her mother was like human satan went crazy for a bit his daughter was being treated like a slave and like barely eating the family that took her in was just like terrible to her except for the brother and i don't they end up after like the rejection at the supposed mating party or whatever where you meet your mate at a certain age or whatever her mate rejected her she rejected him back because she didn't like him because he was mean to her because he's the worst and then her and her friends ended up running away from their you know little town or whatever and they ended up in another town with other beings where her brother samuel is And that's how she's reunited with her family and her dad. And she finds out that she has an inner demon. And it's a whole thing. Like, it seems pretty. Her inner demon's name is Legacy. She seems dope. Her demon form sounds dope. Like, it's a whole thing. But I also like it because everything's kind of like, it's modern day mixed with, you know, heaven, hell, that kind of stuff. So it's pretty cool. Like they have Netflix and cell phones and stuff. It's not based in like 1720 BC or something, which I kind of like. I like that it's something like mythical and, you know, mystical, but it's also incorporated in modern day. So I don't know. Yeah, I like it. And that one I can read for free. I think I just have to watch videos or something. I don't know. It hasn't made me watch videos yet, but I'm not going to jinx myself. So I've been able to read that story so far and I like it. 2022 has been all about celebrating our newfound self-awareness and making positive change. Something this podcast works hard to do every day. Audible helps make space for what matters to you. It's a destination for your wellness, whether you're looking to soul search, be inspired, work towards new goals, unwind, or simply be entertained. I've certainly had time this year to figure out what truly makes me happy, and well, we all know I love Audible. I talk about them all the time. I solved my reading problem with Audible over four years ago, and it's been amazing. It's perfect because they offer books that are narrated by professional voice actors and sometimes the authors themselves. You can listen while driving, cooking, cleaning, or doing anything else that you need your hands free for. It's like having a personal assistant who reads to you whenever you want. Think Diddy and his umbrella holding manservant, but with books. With the new update, they have podcasts, sleep meditations, and more. There really is something for everyone, and the best part is it doesn't cost you anything to start. Click the link in the show notes to sign up today at audibletrial.com slash theawkwardmomstage and get 30 days in your first book free. All of their books are DRM free, which means they aren't locking them away from other devices, even if your subscription expires or you cancel. You can still keep and access all the books you've already purchased. Just download them again from anywhere, anytime. 
There's over 180,000 titles available to choose from, and that number just keeps growing. Visit audibletrial.com slash theawkwardmomstage to get started on your reading list today. Now back to the show. The Love is Blind Season 3 update came out on Friday. Well, this past Friday when this goes up. If you don't know what that is, it's a show on Netflix about people dating and getting engaged, sight unseen. Well, I mean, they talk to each other, have conversations. They're in the same room. They're just separated by a wall so they can't see each other. They don't know what they look like. And you can't, like, describe yourself to each other either. It has to go solely based off, you know, emotions and getting to know conversation, yada, yada. So that's pretty much the basis of it. You know, love is blind, but... It's pretty interesting, but at the end of the day, it's very clear still, you know, it's a TV show. So looks are definitely in it because they're not casting like, you know, Quasimodo to be behind the wall. You know what I'm saying? It's still attractive people, but it's still funny to see them when they see each other because then they're like, oh, they're not what I thought they were. And I'm like... I'm so confused. Like, these people are not ugly. Why are y'all acting like this? But if you watch it, then I'm sure you are well-versed in the action for season three with the lying and the scandals after the show and the cheating and Bartiz thinking he's like a Greek god compared to Nancy and all the cold and Zenib drama, the cuties incident included. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I won't spoil anything, but we had some friends over and we watched it. Kevin and I were actually watching it first. We've actually watched every season together because it's our couple guilty reality show pleasure. I don't know if you will. Then our friends caught some episodes when they came over one day and they started watching it. So then everybody got caught up and by Friday, everybody came over after work and we all had popcorn and snacks and, you know, chilled And we watched the season three update. Well, some of us, I won't name any names, but some of us fell asleep during, (laughs) during what was going on. Everybody was taking naps, but they did go home and catch up. So (laughs) whatever. Our couch is kind of comfy. Like literally everyone that sits on that couch falls asleep. It's like our nap couch. So yeah, it was full of drama, of course. Like I said, I won't throw out any spoilers but I don't know Colleen baby blink if you're okay because I don't know that relationship all they do is bicker in my opinion like that's (laughs) they just don't really seem like they legitimately like each other I don't know SK did my girl Raven dirty which I kind of already knew because of all the spoilers I had to keep dodging on social media you know of course some of them I got, I saw and I was like, oh, but like for me, I'm not terrible when it comes to spoilers. Like don't sit and tell me, you know, the entire whatever I'm about to watch or read or whatever, but you can, I can hear some spoilers or whatever and still want to watch the show or movie or read the book. I don't like spoilers don't ruin it for me. For some, it ruins it for them. For me, it's not terrible, but like, please don't just come, you know. Give me all the deets. So, yeah, I won't go into it, but it's 
it was a lot of drama. So y'all should definitely get into it. It's it's a good show. Then we had a little Super Bowl party because the Super Bowl was this past Sunday. I should actually call it a halftime show party though, because that's really all I was here for. You know, we made food, dip, all that. I was here for my girl Riri and she did not disappoint. And she did a pregnancy announcement at the Super Bowl, y'all. Like, legitimately 150 feet in the air on the weebly wobbly things singing and dancing and performing pregnant like I mean Rihanna is the blueprint y'all like I don't big props to her because I could barely get up and down my stairs when I was pregnant so (laughs) wow it was a lot you know, and of course there were some who was like, oh, I can't have man better. You know how you had your couch critiquers, you know, eating their chips, but your girl did her thing. We had our little Super Bowl party and it was fun. I had no team I was rooting for. Honestly, up until the Super Bowl started, I legitimately didn't even know who was playing. <laughs> so I have no feedback on the game for y'all. I do know that the Chiefs won. Um, And yeah, like... <laughs> That's really, that's all you're getting from me when it comes to the to the game. You want to talk about the halftime show? You know, my girl, Riri and Red with her dancer while everybody was saying that it was little sperm cells, whatever. I don't even care. Like, it was Riri, like I said, and she played all my jams. And yeah, so like I said, we had a halftime show party. Here on the Awkward Mom stage, we're all about a self-love queen, which is why I'm so excited to be partnering with Vush a self-love and wellness brand all about encouraging us to prioritize ourselves and challenging us to self-love for 30 days. Bush says self-love is productive. It lowers stress levels, improves sleep quality, it's a mood booster, and promotes physical health. Bush sent me the cute little Express 2 to try, and this baby gives you powerful suction that you can mix and match with 40 different patterns and levels. Ladies, it's definitely going to redefine your self-care days. <laughs> wink, wink. It has magnetic USB charging. It's discreet and waterproof, so it's perfect in the bath or shower. It's a cute little pink vibe that comes with a cute matching carry bag. It's time to prioritize yourself and take the Vush I Come First 30-Day Challenge. Don't wait to elevate your self-care routine. Use code VUSH50 for 50% off your Express 2 today. That's code V-U-S-H-5-0. Click the link in the show notes to start your self-love challenge today. Now let's get back to the show. So my life has been feeling real Truman Show like lately. It feels like being in a simulation you're aware of, obviously, but have no control in. But it seems like I'm not the only one feeling that way at all because I've been seeing it all like all over my TikTok now. Like now I'm finally getting into my TikTok algorithm that I like and I'm starting to like run into my mom, my mom algorithm. And even with friends, like talking with friends, they've also felt the same. Like you just feel... It's like I'm it's mainly an overwhelming number of women, especially mothers. I've been, you know, doing my self-love and lucky girl mantras. But currently I just have like this overwhelming dark cloud that's just like there. Being a wife and a mom is hard. And as much as I love 
you know, my children, love them to death, love my husband. It's obviously easier being single, especially when you're a woman, because the woman, in my opinion, their lives change the most and it's the most drastic change. And it's literally everything like mind, body, where you live, your last name, like everything. So I feel like I've become increasingly reclusive and more self-conscious about myself and my life. I don't really know what's up with that. Should probably go back to therapy, but you know, <laughs> whatever. I'm just trying, you know, not to get too far into it or too far gone. So I was scrolling on TikTok as usual, you know, the insomnia scroll. And I came across a TikTok by, I think it's Jade Miss Johnson, Jade period. I'll put her TikTok in the show notes. I'll play her TikTok for you because I could not have articulated this better myself. Well, it's really annoying as a mom specifically and a wife is you often don't have the choice. You don't have choice. Okay. I don't have the choice to tell my son. No, thank you. I don't have the choice to go upstairs and take a shit for 35 minutes and not be interrupted. I don't have the choice to not figure out what the F we're going to eat for dinner for the rest of the week. I don't have the choice to figure out how we're going to make on a bi-weekly schedule, our grocery stretch, like, and figure out meals. I don't have the choice to know that I have to plan ahead for weeks in advance. I don't have the choice to manage everybody schedule doctor's appointments i don't have the choice to manage my own emotions for the benefit of my other two roommates and dog i don't have the choice i need to get out so bad this is the stuff that they don't tell you about and all of that parenting and excitement of wedding and excitement of marriage and excitement of being a mom this is the shit that will drive you insane not having the ability to have full choice, no matter how effing amazing your partner is, at the end of this gosh darn day, you don't have the choice. You are the choice. You are the sole responsibility. You are number one in command. And sometimes that's exciting, but most times it's very overwhelming because there's no freaking handbook for this. You can vent all you want. You can go and cry all you want. But at the end of the day, all of that responsibility is still on you. Yes, you can have a partner who will encourage you. What can I do? How can I do it? All of it. I'm not saying that we don't have that. Some of us don't. God bless the single parents. Major kudos to you guys. But you just don't have the choice. And it feels so like almost like trapped, <laughs> defeating in a sense. If Michelle Obama said the first 10 years of her marriage was the hardest, I'm halfway there. <laughs> Hard. It's so hard. Don't get me wrong. It's so beautiful. It is literally the most mind experience of your entire life. Getting married and have a baby. Have a great Sunday evening. I was scrolling and as soon as she started speaking, I was like, wait a minute. That's exactly how I feel, but just couldn't say it. You know, the words just could not formulate in my brain. I'm just, I don't know. But yeah, I feel that for real because it's true. No one tells you the truth about marriage and motherhood. It's hard. You don't just get a man and pop out kids and life is great. 
as a mother, you lose the choice to do things because you're now responsible for a household and a child or children. You lose who you are because you're wrapped up in kids' lives and keeping up with everything and appointments and da 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 da. And also, you have a husband or boyfriend, significant other, partner, or you're rocking it as a single mom. And even though people say, you know, it's the most amazing thing, motherhood is awesome and wonderful. Yes, there are times when motherhood is amazing and children are wonderful. They are a blessing and I love my kids. But there is a huge part of motherhood that is very hard and very lonely. And a vast majority of the time, the mother does not have the choice. You can be your own person and still be a good mother and wife. Actually, being genuinely happy and fulfilled helps you be a better wife and mother in the long run because you aren't drained, touched out, overwhelmed, etc. I feel like the ones who don't want you to feel anything other than ignorant bliss in marriage and motherhood are either delusional or know that once you have self-awareness and know yourself, you may want something different or you may expect more. They get pissed when you want more in your life than just the title of wife and mom. They take offense because it's what they want or what they're doing. So they want everyone else to do that too or want that too. It's okay to want more for yourself other than just being a mom. It doesn't mean that you hate being a mom because you want something else that you enjoy that separates you from just being a mom. It's okay to want a life outside of motherhood and being a wife. Your husband gets to. Why shouldn't you? You're a human. Also, when people talk to men, they ask them what they do for a living, what their hobbies are, or, you know, they talk about achievements or what they did on the weekend or at work or blah, blah, blah. Being a dad or a husband is great, but it's kind of an afterthought. It's really not like a long conversation. For women, if you're talking about work or something, the questions always somehow end up with, are you married? Do you have kids? And then if you say yes, anything else you were talking about is like null and void. It's all mom and marriage questions. And you're like, okay, then like <laughs> their eyes start to kind of glaze over once they hear that you're a mom for some reason. It's, is weird. We can sit and have the argument about how women are people and not breeders or living maids all day long. But if you truly want to be happy, you have to find ways to master self-fulfillment as a mom. There's no denying motherhood can be tough. Maslow's theory places self-actualization as the pinnacle of all human needs. That is, the internal satisfaction of our achievements can only come once all other needs are satisfied. So the ability to feel satisfied with achieving hopes and aspirations is essential in eternal happiness. Why would this not be an okay thing for women to do <laughs> just because you're a mom? Many moms feel fulfilled when they see their kids grow in empowerment, love, and compassion. And while kids are a joy, they also come with challenges from schedules to sickness to lack of sleep and school woes and like many mothers in the world, we had to adjust to digital learning schedules and a lot of us had to leave our jobs and careers to do so. There wasn't really a question in most households of who would be the one to stay home with the kids, you know?
Sometimes the frustration and challenges of life are enough to make mothers uncomfortable, sad, depressed, forgotten, and this gets in the way of self-fulfillment. One of the best ways to achieve self-fulfillment is through developing self-awareness. Like I said, a lot of people do not want women to have self-awareness because this is the ability to become conscious of your thoughts, moods, or behavior. It also helps you in speaking up for yourself when you feel that you're being treated unfairly or unjust. You know, they may mark you as difficult or a bitch because you, you know, talked about your feelings, but that's totally normal to have feelings, that is. Like I said, not everyone wants you to have self-fulfillment and self-awareness outside of being a wife and a mom. So you need to develop the skill set of self-awareness and achieve self-fulfillment on your own. The most important thing you'll want to do is pay attention to your moods. Pay attention to your feelings and your moods every day. Look at what makes you happy or makes you smile. And also look at the things that make you sad or make you get upset or trigger you. Know that you alone control your emotions, and your moods. No one else can control that. Once you recognize your feelings, you can start looking for ways to create happiness inside you. I think sometimes people get happiness confused with not having to worry about daily life. And that's just never going to be a thing because you're living life every day. So, you know, your mundane daily tasks like cleaning, cooking, if you have kids or pets, partner, taking care of them and Work all like all those things will always be there and will always have to get done. So unless, you know, you're rich and you have someone to do literally everything for you, it's going to have to get done every day. I mean, even rich people have stuff they have to do that they don't want to do. It's called living. So you just have to find ways to make those experiences more pleasant or at least just get them done and out of the way. Because, you know, once it's done, then you don't have to worry about them anymore. Like for me, I hate laundry. It's my most hated task unless I'm folding all towels, which never happens. It's the worst. But if I just power through it, you know, once I'm done, I have the satisfaction of having clean clothes. They're put away and I'm done. Did I love it? No. But I put on my headphones. I listen to a podcast or some music or I find a show or YouTube or I put on the office for the 400th time and I get to fold in, you know, I usually finish faster than I thought. And then it's over. I'm never going to love doing laundry, but I've found ways to make it bearable. You also want to listen to your inner voice. Two people are living in your head, one who motivates you and one who discourages you. Now, if you're like those who apparently are walking around with no inner monologue at all, with like a silent head, I don't know what to tell you because I would like to know what it feels like to be in your head and it'd be completely silent. Y'all must get great sleep. (laughs) But for a majority of people, you have an inner voice and it's time you start listening to it. Pay close attention to the one that says positive things about you. That voice can lift you up and raise your spirit. That's usually the one when, you know, you get your hair done or you do your hair or your makeup or whatever, and it's looking good. And you're like, yes, girl, you're looking right. That's that voice. And you got to listen to that one more. It's also the one that's like, girl, don't do it. Usually you should probably listen to that voice because it's telling you the right thing to do. So yeah. 
Also read more, read inspiring books, read self-help books, hell, read nonfiction and fiction books. We all need a regular dose of inspiration to keep our spirits high and we can find these words in books. A good story will always put me in a good mood. If you don't have time to sit down and read a book, like, you know, physically, listen to an audiobook instead. I love audiobooks. We all know I love me some Audible. That's when I can't sit down and, you know, crack open a book or open my Kindle. Also, watch the movie or listen to a podcast about inspiring stories or good books. Read articles, publications, magazines. Even though magazines are getting so thin, y'all, like... I just remember going to the store and the magazine aisle was full and them things was thick. Now it's literally like a little penny saver. Like, I don't know what's happening. But anyway, whatever you enjoy that brings you inspiration, do that. I also enjoy Pinterest. I've had Pinterest for years, but recently it's become like my new obsession. I'm always on there. I've started organizing and making my Pinterest more aesthetically pleasing for me. I'll link my Pinterest so you can see all my boards and follow them if you want. But that's where I get, that's also where I get all my wallpaper inspiration. And I post some things on there now. So just finding something that inspires you and brings in more positivity to help you visualize the life that you want. We've also talked more than once about setting goals for yourself. Set realistic goals for yourself, though. We aren't going into this year just throwing out wishes on random things, okay? Don't come in with a list of resolutions that you've had for the last three years. But when you set clear goals and stay consistent with working on those goals, it allows you to recognize change and progress. So that way, when you don't feel like things are changing or you can't, you know, see the change right then, you can look at what you've been working on and see the progress that you've made. It helps give a little boost of happiness, a little serotonin. You'll want to look into your life and write down the ways you want to change. For example, one of the most challenging moments of moms for moms is how to balance career and their role of parenting. Like example, this week, our kids are out of school for two days so like Thursday Friday and actually three because then also Monday they're out and I'm like what is happening with these off days and you just you gotta pivot you know so you gotta create a schedule that works for you I don't do the same things every day but I do a variation of the same things in the week for the most part if that makes sense so I have like a basic daily schedule that includes you know the kids school schedules any appointments anything that I have to do then I write down a list of to do's for the week I don't necessarily pick specific days for things to be done you know unless there's an actual deadline for that to do it's just less stressful that way. I find I also get things done faster because I just have my list of to do and I can just go off whatever, you know, is in front of me. Like, oh, I have laundry to do. Great. I'll start that now. I'm standing in the laundry room or I'm standing in the kitchen, you know, whatever. That way I can check off what I have done for that day and then move on, you know, and then the next day the list is a little smaller but you're also not like, oh, I have to do this today. I have to get this done today. It's on the planner or it's on the list of things to do for Wednesday. So I have to get it done. You know, sometimes it just doesn't work that way for me in my brain. And this way kind of 
works a little better for me. You want to find out where you're doing well and where you're underperforming. Find out what's missing and what exactly you'd like to improve on. And then ask for feedback from someone or people around you, you know, that you can trust to help kind of give you some pointers or some tips on some things that you can change or do better or even, you know, give you a a good boost. Like, hey, you know, you've been doing great on X, Y and Z, just an accountability partner, if you will, just somebody that you can talk to or get with and say, hey, like, this is what I've been doing. This is where I'm at. What are you thinking? You know, when you reflect on your life before kids, ah, yes, that quiet time we used to have with no screaming, being able to get up whenever we felt like it on the weekend. Yeah, you can think of the things that gave you joy before kids and even marriage. It could be a hobby, a side business or some other interest. Think about things you want to continue or pick up again. Consider how you can incorporate them into your current life. Maybe you want to get back into hiking, you know, if you're into that kind of torture. (laughs) Try taking a small hike with your kids. This will allow you to still enjoy hobbies that you used to do, you know, before you were a mom, even in mommy mode. Do you want to start a podcast, but you don't know where to start? As the host and producer of this podcast, I can tell you it's definitely not easy. When I started out, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing or where to start. Buzzsprout has been my go-to from the start of my podcast. They have so many helpful videos on hosting, how to edit, how to add music, how to post, what to post. I mean, you name it and they help you with it. And their Facebook community is helpful too. If you're trying to start a podcast or you already have a podcast and you're looking to upgrade, definitely check out Buzzsprout. They have everything you need to get started, even a domain name if you don't already have one. Trust me, I'm no tech genius and Buzzsprout has definitely been my saving grace. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Follow the link in the show notes to let Buzzsprout know we sent you and get a $20 credit when you sign up for a paid plan. Now back to the show. Now that you have a plan and you're looking at how your day-to-day is flowing, you've spent enough time on the root cause of your dissatisfaction, once you make the plan and write out the goals and reflect on what you used to do and what you used to enjoy doing, now it's time to put your plan in action. Focus on one main issue at a time, work on that, and then observe the results. Don't overwhelm yourself by trying to tackle more than one change at a time. It will just overwhelm you more and you're going to be back where you started. Also, it has been proven that multitasking is literally, it's a waste of time. You're actually not getting things done faster and it's counterproductive, honestly. Like, There's no need for you to be doing three different tasks at the same time. Just do one task, finish it, and then move on to another one. I mean, it seems simple, but it's easier said than done for us, especially as women, you know, because we're expected to multitask. But that's literally just some bullshit they put out there to make it seem like women had to do all all these things because they were the only creatures that could multitask. Like, no, nobody, men or women, 
Do not thrive doing multiple things at the same time. Do one task and then move on to the next. I don't journal or write every day, so I'm not going to be like, you should journal every day. I'm sure they, I know they say you should journal every day and sure you should. And maybe you will get to that, but I have not. So I will tell you, I do take time to journal and get my thoughts and feelings out, but I do not do it every single day. Sometimes I'm just, my day is going and it just doesn't happen. But when I do, it has been really helpful in low points for me to write out how I feel. So I'm not holding everything in, even if I can't talk to someone about it, you know, journaling has been helpful. So write out whatever, write out how you're feeling, write about yourself, your kids, your spouse, your family, day to day, remind yourself of things to be grateful for basically. And then write out how you're feeling. So that way you can kind of look at that, reflect and see what the root cause of that feeling is. So that way you can work on the next time that something like that, whatever it may be happens, you're better equipped emotionally and mentally and everything else to handle it. You also want to give yourself time. Self-care is important and we talk about it all the time. It's definitely something you need to prioritize for yourself. Relax when the kids are sleeping. Food is prepared and the chores are complete. Relax. Don't be the everyday working mother. Get some leisure time in as well. Okay. You do not have to work yourself to the bone to be the number one mom and wife, whatever it is you're doing. Okay. You deserve some time to yourself and your family will be better cared for if you're cared for as well. If you're not, you know, feeling like a zombie and dragging on and just if you're at your lowest and you're feeling terrible, even if you have a smile on your face and you're, you know, pushing through, it's not going to do anyone any good because you're going to break down eventually. So do yourself a favor, make some time for yourself. All right, y'all, that's it for this episode. I hope this helps bring a little help to you finding fulfillment in your day. Also, I'm sorry if there was some background noise. Like I said, the kids have these impromptu holiday days. So they've been, they're home, they're upstairs eating tacos and making noise. And I'm sure their father is also up there making noise with them as well. So if you heard noise in the background, that is probably what's going on. It's hard to be a wife and mother. And a lot of times we don't get to voice how we feel without getting shit for literally having human emotions. But mastering all those things will bring you long lasting fulfillment and it'll help you live the life you deserve. Obviously, it's easier said than done, but we just have to work on it day by day. And it gets easier along the way, you know, eventually, once you get into the routine of better self-care and more positive self-talk, it gets a lot easier. You get a lot more confident. It's something that I'm working on myself daily. It doesn't happen overnight, but it does get easier along the way. As always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and your continued support. If you're enjoying the show, it would be great if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or your favorite podcast app. 
You can even leave five stars on Apple. You don't even have to type words if that's not your thing. But it really helps me out with ranking and I'll show up more on podcasting platforms so more listeners can find me. Share the love by taking a screenshot of today's episode or copy the link, share and tag me at the Awkward Mom Stage on Instagram or at Awkward Mom Stage on Twitter so others can find me as well. I'll reshare them and shout you out on the podcast as a thank you. You can donate to the show to help with behind the scenes or if you just want to buy this hot mess mama coffee by clicking the support the show link. And if you're enjoying the show so far and you have questions, suggestions, or someone you think should be a guest on the show, click the link in the show notes and let me know. Until next week, y'all, I hope you have a great Friday or whichever day you're listening to this. And always remember you're beautiful. Bye. After everything the world has been going through lately, I know being alone with your thoughts can be an isolating feeling, especially the stay-at-home parent gang. Sorry, but your dog isn't interested in giving you life advice. But as someone who has seen the extreme depths of depression, postpartum depression, anxiety, and stress myself, it can and often will allow those intrusive thoughts and negativity to consume you. After going through an extremely tough year, dealing with a miscarriage, loss, and so much more, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, definitely came to my rescue, and they're here to help you too. BetterHelp has customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't even have to leave your house or see anyone on camera if you don't want to. There's a broad range of expertise on BetterHelp, and with over 20,000 plus therapists in their network, it's so easy to find the right therapist for you. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. You schedule your secure video or phone sessions, and you can exchange unlimited messages with your therapist anytime. I've used BetterHelp for over three years. It was definitely helpful when I moved to a new state and knew absolutely no one. When I needed a new therapist but couldn't leave because of lockdown, BetterHelp was there. Those unlimited texts to my therapist came in handy. Everything you share is completely confidential, and you can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. So many people are already using BetterHelp that they are currently recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash AwkwardMomStage. That's BetterHelp.com slash AwkwardMomStage. The link is in the show notes. Mental health is so important and so are you. If you feel that you need help with more than just figuring out who you are, or if you just need someone to talk to, BetterHelp makes it easy to find a therapist that's right for you. Thanks for joining me this week on the Awkward Mom Stage podcast. Make sure to visit our Instagram page at the Awkward Mom Stage, where you can follow and find information on next week's show, updates for the podcast, behind the scenes clips, and more. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast shows. While you're at it, if you're enjoying the show, I'd appreciate it so much if you rate the show on iTunes or share this podcast with a friend. Be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode. I hope you have an awesome week. Always remember you're beautiful. Lola.
Audio Podcast Network.